Well, hey guys, Heike Yates here, and welcome to another episode on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Today's interview is something that has been on my back burner for a while. And I thought, what better time than pull it out now since we're working from home and we're sitting on our buttskis a lot. I was interviewed by Molly Watts and Angela McDade, the dynamic duo of Five for Life. What do they do over at Five for Life? They're helping people age with optimism. And they have five principles, which are move, learn, share, give, and let go. And I was honored to be invited on their podcast to talk about my favorite, which is move. Enjoy. Hi there, you're listening to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I'm your host and fitness warrior, Heike Yates. And on this show, we empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength with sound fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies. Our guests on the show share their honest stories so that you'll have the courage to take action knowing that you're not alone in your struggles. So Angela, did you get out for your run this morning? No, I did not. You did not? No. It was it was really, really, really rainy. Oh, <laughs> Angela, it <laughs> rains in Oregon all the time. Well, it hasn't for the last three months. So, so then when it arrives, it's kind of a, it's a little sad. Yeah, a little reality shock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I really can't give you too much of a hard time because I had absolutely zero plan for running this morning. And I haven't run as a consequence. There, well, there you go. I, <laughs> I, I do plan on running at least. So. Okay. Well, that's good. Daily action number one is move for a reason. It's mm-hmm. incredibly important as we age, uh, not only for all the physical benefits, but for mental benefits and creativity and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Just there's a lot of reasons why we need to move on a daily basis. And I am my own best student right now because I've been so busy working on all of this that I have a tendency to really sit a lot. Yeah. And we know that that's not, that's not a good thing. No. Hopefully today's guest can help with. Yeah. Heike Yates is our guest today and she is, she is a great example of number one move. Mm -hmm. And she has some great advice for us and great ways of figuring out how to fit move into your life regardless of what your life happens to be, she can figure out how to fit it into your life. Mm-hmm. She has a fantastic background. She she really has spent like the last 30 years in the fitness world mm-hmm. doing all sorts of different things. And whether that was, you know, she's, she's a certified trainer, but she's also, she's been a bodybuilder. She's been an ultra marathon runner. She's ran a Ironman triathlon. Mm-hmm. And I think she takes all of that experience and applies it to her life and to helping other people yeah it's all it's all really great information yeah and she has her own wonderful podcast too we'll talk about that it's called pursue your spark okay well coming right up Heike Yates hey Heike hi Heike hi you guys how are you oh we're wonderful thanks a little rainy here out uh in Oregon way which is the first time in a in a while so I know, my Molly. We're getting a big storm here on the East Coast. Um, you probably have heard that yeah. uh, Carolina is being hammered, 
and here up in Maryland or Washington DC area. We're not sure what we're getting, but people are starting to shop for bread and all the oh, yeah. good stuff we yeah. need is we get a ton of rain which and high winds, which we're expecting. Wow. We can't complain uh, because it has been very lovely here in the Pacific Northwest for the last month, but last oh, few months? Yeah, I get you right. <laughs> yeah, even longer. But I always get a little bit of trepidation when the rain starts because then it might not stop. Yeah, which, is, which is generally the pattern. Yeah, yeah that definitely I, puts a, a damper on a going outside. It does. And you know, yeah. funny you should mention that because yeah. it actually put a damper on my uh, sidekick here, Angela's fitness plan this morning. She yeah. was supposed to go running this morning, but that didn't happen. Yeah. I dropped my <laughs> youngest son off at school and then plan was to go for a run and then record here, but it was so miserable. And I, I have an inability to stay warm when it's cold. <laughs> so I thought running and it's cool enough. It's not cold, cold, but it's cool enough just to get that coldness into your bones. So yeah, when it's I wet, it's yeah. really uncomfortable. That's true. I need many layers before I warm up. So I always go out and everybody makes fun of me because I wear a hat and gloves and extra socks and extra windbreaker. And my friends go in shorts and t-shirt and I'm like, seriously, guys, it's way too cold out here. I need to yeah. stay warm. So I get laughed at, but you know what? I'm staying warm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, today it just provided a convenient excuse. Yeah. And I bet that's not something that's, that's kind of... Um, <laughs> common. And we talked a lot about in the introduction about your background in the fitness industry for the last 30 years and really how important you see exercise, you know, as a way of aging with optimism and how it's helping you create even better habits as, as you get older. Yeah. You know, when I, when I moved here to the States, I'm originally from Germany where in Europe, everybody moves. You don't even think about movement. You just do it. You walk to the store, you bike to get groceries activities are just really built into your everyday life. And then when I came here, everybody was in their cars. You know, there was no sidewalks. There were no bike lanes as you, like for instance, in Amsterdam, you bike everywhere as well. And there's dedicated safe bike lanes. So it really was eye-opening that activity is not something that's just there easily available in your lifestyle for, especially here in the States. So and I understand why people seek out clubs or studios or other places to actually get exercise because there is not that availability. And when I came here, I was like, I got to do something. I got to figure out a way of staying fit and not just head for the gym or not just wait for that day when the club maybe opens. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so that's, that's been always part of, of my life to, to move as much as I can. And I call it get off my butt ski. <laughs> and, and that's what I told my kids too. They got to get off their butt skis and move. Right. You know, I know you're probably familiar with this, but there is research now that a sedentary lifestyle and sitting, you know, they say sitting is the new smoking. And, and that's what we really talk about a lot is just moving more today than you did yesterday, getting up and doing something. And just kind of like what you were mentioning, it doesn't have to be a full fitness um, regime, regime yeah. but mm -hmm. I mean, it certainly can be. And mm -hmm. there are great benefits to having a great fitness program like you. I can, I'm sure you can talk to us a little bit about that. But regardless, you have to incorporate movement into your daily routine. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's not like you said, it's not a thought out health program. It's just get out of the chair, just, you know, walk around the house, get into your garden and, and do some gardening or meet up with friends and go for a walk and have a social outing instead of eating, uh, go for a yoga class or, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I love to dance. So I do meet my friends other than in my athletics, also in my dancing community, and it's amazing to see, and I, oh, my husband and I, we dance Argentine tango. It's oh, amazing. Fun. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, well, you know, that's how we met. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how many much older people are there, and they have great posture, and they're moving well. And, and again, as we're talking about research, research has shown that dancing improves cognition and, and right, movement yeah. patterns. And you see these guys that are in their 70s and 80s, and they're just swinging their legs, and they're much slower than everybody else, but they're having such a good time. Yeah, and what you you hit on right there is something that we, again, it's it's a part of the research and part of the science that's behind our daily actions is that movement actually improves all the other areas of your body, not just your physical yeah. body, but your mental relationships yeah. you have exactly. with other people that you're doing this with. So yeah, it's, it's all, right. all kind of full circle. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about, I know that, you know, you were in a corporate life and then you made a change and then that kind of led you to where you, where you are today. Take us back in time and tell us about all that history. So 30 years ago, I can't believe it. It seems like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I came to the States and I, like I said, I worked in, in, in the corporate world and I met my first husband through dancing again. And I had, I have two children. My, my son is 30 and my daughter is 27. And when my son was born, I had gained a huge amount of weight. So I was 50 pounds more than I normally am. And after the child was born, I was like, oh, the weight goes off like many women tell you, oh, I just dropped the baby and look at me, I'm back in a size two. (laughs) And so these are like women of wonder to me, but because I did not look like this, I was out of shape, I had way too much weight on me. And uh, friends of mine back then uh, said, oh, I would get this great class at the YMCA, at the local YMCA. And all they do is toning and dancing to music and weights, it's perfect exercise for us. So I was like, oh, Sure, why not? Dancing sounds good. Toning sounds good. And also being away from a newborn sounded really good at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started taking the class and I just loved it. And it was called Dancercise. And it's funny enough because now 30 years forward, these classes are popular again. They were (laughs) poo-pooed for a long time for CrossFits and high intensity workouts. But now dancing is back in and when I took the class, I just loved it and I must have moved well. So they hired me as one of their teachers and I was teaching six week long dancer size classes, a choreographed routine to a certain type of music uh, with a strength training component at the end. So everybody brought their little weights and their little uh, mats to the churches or wherever we taught. Mm-hmm. And there was always a good group of all ages in those classes because the classes were doable. Anybody from, from really fit to middle fit to no fit could just have the same fun and get the same benefit out of those classes. Which is great. And this is really important. And as I progressed in my fitness career, I thought, oh, this is really cool. Who wants to go back to corporate when you can have so much fun? You don't get paid much, but it's a heck of a lot of fun and you stay in shape. 
<laughs> so I ended up literally, I said, oh, dancer size is great. Then I, I said, oh, I want to become a personal trainer. That sounds great. I wanted to learn more about weights. So I, I became a personal trainer. Then I became pregnant with my daughter, Melanie, three years later. And I thought, oh, how great would that be if I could teach pre-postnatal classes? So I did that. I learned how to teach that part and was able to help the mommies like me that had kids or was expecting to stay fit throughout their pregnancy. So then this part was done. I'm like, what am I going to do with myself now? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I literally, I taught everything from spinning to, to step aerobics, to low to high impact aerobics, to slide for a while was really popular. And I just amassed all this knowledge about the different ways to coach. And then I got into yoga. I taught yoga for three years. Mm -hmm. And then Pilates came along and I really fell in love with Pilates and the benefits of Pilates training. And I saw the benefits as we age, how well uh, Pilates transferred the, the work from a young body to an injured body, to an arthritic body, to a really much older body with all kinds of other problems and how intense or how gentle it could be. Mm -hmm. And that just, I was sold on that. I said, this is awesome. And combining it then with my personal training, which is what I do with clients that I work with on their own programs specifically for them, I incorporate everything, anything from personal training to some yoga sometimes, and, and definitely a huge piece of Pilates. Anybody who works with me knows they will get Pilates. And it's made such, it's a, it was a real game changer. A lot of the research that, again, we did and when we were putting together Five for Life, yoga is just something that is so universally accepted as a great form, you know, and that, I mean, just Pilates being a form of yoga, just a great way for older people to uh, maintain yeah. their flexibility, mm -hmm. which is just incredibly important helps you prevent things like falling in the future and being able to maintain your balance is something that as you age is vitally important. Yeah, not even the older ones. You'll be surprised how many young ones can stand on one leg. I say, stand on one leg for one minute and they are wobbling around going, you can't do it. Mm -hmm, I'm like, you're yeah. 35. You can't do it. I know. Yeah. So. No, and you're right. You kind of bring up something again organically that we talk about a lot is just you're never too young to start building the habits of a longer, happier life. You're never yeah. too young. Yeah. You're never too old either. So, yeah. you know, you can make improvements no matter where you are. And this is great. Your path shows that you've changed, right? You've, you've yeah. done different ways of incorporating exercise. And I know at one point in time, you were a bodybuilder, you've done some marathons and triathlons. Yeah, triathlons. Nice. So I'm an Ironman. <laughs> it's right, which is incredible in and of itself. I'm an ultra, yeah, ultra runner, and I've I've done 50 mile different distances, and I've done all of this. But you know, it all came from my passion of wanting to know more about movement, wanting to know what else could I do, and it comes really super handy because I'm currently injured. Mm -hmm. So I can't run, and I can't really swim without a buoy in the pool. Uh, my ankle's injured, so I can't take any impact. So I now have to work around of what I can do for myself to help me through that period of, of that injury to come back stronger. What I can do to make my body stronger, what modalities I need to incorporate to progress out of this other than going to the physical therapy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, that, that shows the beauty of having all those other, you know, you're not just a one trick pony. You don't just run. You do have all those other things that you can, you can fall back on and incorporate into your whole life. Yeah. Many people are really afraid because they, when things like that happen, they don't know where to go. They don't know uh, what to do now. And then it goes from my experience back to sedentary. Oh my God, I can't move. I now have arthritis in the foot or I, I stubbed my toe just to do something very simple. And it's oftentimes a setback for, for that person who's actually started to be active that they're now afraid of, oh my God, now I'm injured. I'm going to do more. Instead of teaching them from our point in the fitness industry that there's other options. Mm-hmm. So if you have something, you can stretch or you don't have to do as much. Or you can just go for a walk, even with a stubbed toe or a broken toe or arthritis in your knee. You, nobody said you have to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the options, there's so much stuff out there and people are really not sure what to choose now. And then they get frozen in time. Right. And, and I'm a true believer of like, stop getting frozen in time. Just go find a trusted source that can help you find a solution, find a community where, where somebody says, oh, let's do chair aerobics. I used to teach chair aerobics for a while. That was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that is a hoot. I would, I would love chair aerobics. It sounds like my right up my alley these days. <laughs> you can, you'll be amazed how many things you can do, Molly, with a, with a chair. I was like, it's a fantastic <laughs> Um, I'm laughing just because I, I need to preach to myself more than anybody else right now, because, you know, launching our business, launching this podcast, getting everything going, I have been spending an inordinate amount of time sitting on a chair, on a chair. So chair aerobics might just be what I'm looking (laughs) for right now. Which brings us back to neat because we're, as we're sitting here, we can do non-exercise thermogenic activity called neat. So Mm -hmm. doing this is exercise. Mm-hmm. playing with your feet under the chair is involuntary exercise and that keeps you fit as well as <laughs> earns calories very little but that's another way of incorporating exercise if you're sitting on your on your just i know i love that word butt ski and you <laughs> type all day and produce you can always do something with your arms or you can do just move around and pump your arms or march the legs in place it counts as exercise. So mm-hmm. all the listeners out there, it counts. It's so it's too bad that we don't have video, Heike, because they yeah. would see you marching with your, your <laughs> arms moving all over the place and dancing around on your chair right now. You're probably saying, look at this goof. I'm not sure about that one. Because <laughs> I always say too, if you don't have fun, why do it? So I'm like, yeah. fun has to be part of it and laughter has to be part of that. Because that puts a smile on your face and, and a good belly laugh is awesome. That's fantastic. Talk to us a little bit about Pursue Your Spark because I know people are going to want to listen to you more because it's so much fun. To, um, <laughs> so your podcast is called uh, Pursue Your Spark. Pursue Your Spark, yes. And Pursue Your Spark uh, was th- definitely a labor of love. It became out of very different ideas initially that I wanted the brand to be and I knew that I wanted to have a brand that was geared specifically to women. Although I have some guys that are wholeheartedly loving Pursue Your Spark. And Pursue Your Spark is, yep, who knew? Good. <laughs> there's, there's no exclusion. If guys want to join, they can do that too. But it's about pursuing your spark. And the spark is, 
is like what I feel life is. It's, it's a big spark. It's something that enlightens you. It makes you happy. It makes you stronger. And so pursue your spark is for active women. And I say this, um, I don't know how, it's not just for somebody who's full on like rocking out the fitness, but somebody who wants to be moving, who wants to be mentally active, physically active. So as a whole package and the, the age group is between 45 and let's say 55 to 60. And it's geared towards women that really want to rock their life. They really want to crush their, their daily um, struggles, get exercise into their day, how to eat right how to get a positive mindset if they're stuck, if they're not sure where to go and make it a whole cohesive approach to exercise, nutrition, and, um, and the mindset in itself. Because as we all know, we women get stuck in our mindset in the sense that we cater to everybody else first. Yeah. At some point it's us. We all have children. So they're always first and then we're there. And then we may not get that run in or that exercise class or eat healthy because there was just no time to eat. And so Pursue Your Spark is for women that really want to take life by the horns and make something different out of it or change the direction or make it a better direction. That's my goal with Pursue Your Spark. And it's an online program. So people can reach out to me on the podcast or on Instagram or on, on YouTube or on Facebook. I'm like all over the place <laughs> uh, because I want to spread the message. I want to yeah. say, oh, this is good stuff, girls. And many of us also go through emptiness syndrome. We're talking about the kids are leaving. We're talking about divorce. Um, we're talking about suddenly death of the partner, even in an early age. So you're just looking at a whole new set of life and you go, what about me? What am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. What, are, what is my dream? What are my dreams that I've never fulfilled? Or what can I do different that I always wanted to do? Yeah. And that's one of our big things is by doing all these five daily actions, it doesn't stop things happening to you. If you are setting up good habits, it helps you deal with things as they come up. So unexpected things that you have no control of. If you have set yourself up with this optimistic, good outlook to life and you're taking good care of yourself, then it helps you deal with some of these things that you have you have no control over you have to deal with it so yeah. it's it's really nice to have just that optimistic outlook in life yeah and, and you, you when you look at going back you know one of the the things to deal with these challenges is oftentimes by starting to move yeah mm-hmm. do, do some exercise what, what, my daily action daily action number, number one, one is move and that's move. it's for a reason yeah <laughs> And it's like, just get up and do whatever, dance through the kitchen for all you care, right? But it's just movement and it, it brings also so much clarity as you move. You, I've, at least from my, my perspective, when I move, I start to clear my brain. I think about yeah. the things that bug me or projects I'm working on and I'm organizing them in my head and I come home and, and I'm looking at my husband and going, I got the solution. Oh my God. I just thought of something really, yeah, really you know, awesome. That's true. <laughs> there was actually a study. I can't remember what it was. I heard it on a Ted talk and they had two groups of people and they told them to brainstorm some idea. And so one group just sat and they brainstormed and the other group just sat and they brainstormed and they come up with the similar amount of ideas. And then they sent one group out for a walk and then they all came back. 
and they did the same again. And so the, the group that remained sitting for both came up with a similar number again as the first time. But the group who went for a walk, they came up with way more ideas. So again, it's back to that whole just when you go out and you're moving, your brain just works a little differently and they come back and they had all these these additional ideas. Yeah. So you're you're clearing your mind and you're opening up to more creativity. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's not just it's not just simply the physical act of moving, which we are really like we're pushing that part as well, but it's how it connects to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. which is really great and a lot of people aren't aware that it's you know it's so connected it's not just the physical part yeah and, and one thing one thing I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to Angela don't you the Scottish accent sometimes I just sit here and I start to so I, cute yeah, I just get lulled into this like happy little spot yeah <laughs> what were you talking about no I'm just kidding so cute. I was like every time I listen to Angela I want to go hiya oh sorry i just (laughs) my daughter as i said she lives in northern ireland and she now answers the phone by saying hiya okay all right and then cheerio that's the one thing people seem to think that's like a very english thing i think i think it is the british but it's scottish you're saying well we see it all the time it's the uk maybe yeah it's a uk thing but it's but when people do the imitation it's cheerio yeah. That's, that's not how you talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Heike, we're looking here and um, tell us about the about the spark method that you've got yeah. that kind of is a part of pursue your spark. That's my secret mix of things. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Is I? Am I? Am I is it a secret? <laughs> no, it's right to see for everybody. <laughs> well, it's a step by step program that helps the people that are in my programs to gain clarity of each step that they reach and each, each let's call it station they reach. Um, so it's not a all or nothing program or, or it's not just focused on one thing, but it helps to go, let's say from point A is gaining clarity. What is clarity? Where do you gain clarity? What, what needs to cl- be clarified in your life to move forward? Mm-hmm. So the Spark Method is set up that way that it's a logic, uh, step-by-step progression of gaining clarity. And as you go through the clarity steps, you have exercises that assist in those different uh, points of uh, we're, t- we're addressing. Mm-hmm. That if you want to kick your roadblocks, for instance, you know what identifying what those roadblocks are and uh, finding strategies in a mutual session through worksheets again and through our Facebook private Facebook group where we discuss what the roadblocks might be and how these roadblocks can be solved or if are they really the roadblocks that we're sometimes thinking that we have already just thought that this was a roadblock and it is really not because we didn't look at it from a right perspective or things like, how do I get to exercise? I'm so overwhelmed for exercise. Could be somebody's roadblock. I never find time to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the, the, that's what the SPARK method explores, which each step, each of the five steps, it's specifically honing in on the different issues that may be different from all three of us. Angela's roadblock that's used a roadblock could be completely different from ours, but it still follows a a step-by-step program or an action plan that you go, oh, 
she may deal with not getting uh, exercise at all. I may get with, um, I'm injured, so what do I do? But dealing with, with these roadblocks or these different obstacles to get to the point where you can move forward and say, okay, I'm confident enough. I have no doubt in my mind that what I'm going to do is, is going to work. Uh, nothing in my, my uh, plan has not been proven, tested, and, and, and shaken about and turned upside down to make it work. And, but it's very individual in that sense. Yeah, so you apply it just to yourself. Mm-hmm. So you take away with what you need, because not everybody, uh, let's say, needs to talk about nutrition. Somebody may say, you know what, I got my nutrition nailed, mm-hmm. but I just never eat. When I eat, I eat healthy, but I don't eat because I'm afraid of overeating. Uh, and that's a, that's a true story. So this person doesn't eat all day. It's seemingly forgets to eat. And at the end of the day, oh, I'm eating this really tiny little meal, which is perfect thought out, but it's not giving you the energy you need to bring you forward. Yeah. And that's also my uh, free uh, gifts that I have on, on my website. One is to get, how to gain energy is one of them. And the other one is how to gain confidence in your fitness in your life. And number three is uh, how to get that rocking fit body, eat your way to a spunky body. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what, so let's, let's um, mention that domain. What is your website called? It's hikeyates.com. All right. It's hike and it's H E I K E, right? Y-A-T-E-S.com. Hikeyates.com. Yep. And that's where you find Pursue Your Spark. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure people will want to go get those guides. Are The free guides are full of their great, really great stuff, information yeah. just right there. And then there's also, I think, the opportunities either for like a, a private coaching call or the seven-day, the Pursue Your Spark. The planner, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. So that's a paid program where, you, where we work together cohesively as a group who signed up through uh, daily actions, through a Facebook group, uh, private Facebook group, get-togethers. People get a free video every day to support the homework that they're doing or the actions that they're supposed to take that day. Fantastic. So it's, it's really small steps, and it's so doable. It takes five minutes. But you got to do it, and it's not yeah. uh, maybe tomorrow or today it rains or uh, the kids are screaming or grandma wants me. It's doing it taking action yeah Yeah, i think that's the thing that we're trying to push as well is what we're encouraging people to do is to do something it's you know and nothing is insurmountable it's not all these like giant things that you have to do it is a five minute thing just take a moment do the thing and Mm -hmm. you know and incorporate into your daily life and if you're doing it on a daily basis it it makes it it turns it into a habit and then you do it it's something you don't really think about you just get it done yeah, Angela, that's exactly right. Daily action steps and keep repeating the same habit for a, for a long period of time. So it does become a habit. And it's not something you, you have to think about and saying, oh, now I have to drink my glass of milk or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you also enjoy doing. And that's just like getting up, brushing your teeth in the morning. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, completely. That's our whole mantra over here is trying to help people live longer and live happier. And yeah. certainly, you know, we're all about creating those habits too. And that's where our, our message is so intertwined so beautifully. Um, but, but you are just a fantastic example yes. of 
move and getting your move on and energy and optimism. (laughs) That's fantastic. And I think everybody can learn from the positive example you set, regardless even of working with you. You're just, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've led a life of activity. And for this, just the last probably thing before we go, but if somebody, I know this is the hardest part, I think for me, Mm -hmm. a lot of people simply have never, ever really incorporated fitness into their lives. And there's a fear or a a feeling that it's just simply, they're never going to be able to do it. Like, it's just not, you know, they're so sedentary. They've just never done anything. What would your first words of advice be to to someone that- Where's the starting point? start, Start here. What would you tell them? Ooh, I would say go neat, march in place, turn on some music, tap your feet, mm-hmm. snap your fingers. That's exercise. Start with that. Do something but little. Just something little because that's, if, if you're looking at the currently the 80, 90 year age old group, mm-hmm. many of the 90 year olds that I have worked with have really not worked out, worked out, worked out. They don't know. They've never been to a gym. They don't know what a dumbbell is. They're like, they couldn't care less, but they've been active when they were younger. And these are really cool stories that I hear about people that used to be just yesterday, uh, 86 year old client that I'm working with. And uh, this is a great example. So she actually has decided to come to Pilates uh, because she knows it's good for her. She just had a hip replacement and uh, she moves slow and her posture needs work, but that's why she's taking Pilates. Mm -hmm. And she's 86. Um, and she's <laughs> avid traveler, avid traveler. She's been like everywhere with her husband. So she needs to be mobile. And her exercise was always chasing after her nine. Yes, that's true. Nine kids. Wow. That's more than <laughs> and, us combined. Yep. <laughs> and her husband, I know. <laughs> and her husband. So walking and traveling is her part of her exercise. That's what I thought. Until I talked yesterday and I had her practice walking because of her hip replacement, um, walking was difficult, which can also be a scary after surgery. It's scary to move again. And so I gave her a little ball and I said, just toss the ball side to side. And she tossed the ball. She catches the ball, perfect hand-eye coordination. Can't see really well, has glasses, has hearing aids. So anybody who's listening to this, there's no obstacle. Right. So she throws the ball and I look at her and I said, now walk down the hallway. She throws the ball walks like a champ down the hallway, comes back. And I said, you used to play tennis, didn't you? She looks at me and she says, how do you know that? I said, with this hand-eye coordination and with this foot movement, you've been an, you were an athlete. And so, so she played tennis competitively from age six to 16. Mm-hmm. And this still has stuck with her now at 86. Mm-hmm. And I said, you should crazy proud of yourself that because you retain that doesn't matter if your body falls apart you can't help it but keeping those little skills and that brings me back to your question where do you start what did you enjoy when you were younger what is it that you brought brought you joy was it dancing was it gardening you know for god's sakes grab a little chair and pick out the weeds in the garden that's exercise Something that's not threatening, something that's so little, and I truly believe that, that it's not even an effort. Did you go and you say, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit effort, but I can do that. Mm-hmm. And that leads to bigger steps. Maybe not the gym, which I'm okay with, 
but maybe for the walk around the block or going meeting friends for a walk or a swim swimming fabulous for for uh, older adults or whatever we we're called now right we're like we're I don't, <laughs> like, we don't know what that means but <laughs> but it's little steps it's not this now we're pushed into a corner to do something that's so foreign to us that we have no interest in doing, but people say it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that. Do something that you like to do. Oh, that's great. I love yeah. that. Do something you like to do. It's easy. It's, it's easy if you think about it that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. You go back into history and you say, man, I used to play with kids. Why don't you go volunteer at a, uh, at a daycare? Yeah. That's you awesome. People and you have to pick up stuff off the floor and right. <laughs> Heike, you are absolutely great. It's been a joy to talk with you today. And again, people can find your podcast, Pursue Your Spark. And I assume it's available on iTunes and oh, and the, iTunes. all the places. Yeah. I just left it on iTunes. Just on okay. iTunes. Okay. Just so on iTunes. iTunes. Um, iTunes. And then also on your website, which is HeikeYates.com, which we'll put in our show notes as well. Yes. So. We just appreciate you coming on and hope that you uh, have a fabulous rest of your day. And I hope the storm doesn't get too bad out there in Maryland. I hope not either. I mean, we got bread, so we're in business. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent news. Thank you so much for having me, Mom and Angela. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I'm glad we're all on the same journey of making people move more. So friends, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I had being a guest on Five for Life. Give Five for Life some love on Instagram and on Facebook. And since this recording, Angela has left Five for Life, but Molly is going strong, helping people age with optimism. So reach out to us at Instagram or on Facebook at Heike Yates or the Pursue Your Spark podcast or Fight for Life and let us know how you are aging with optimism. See you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast.